This is a podcast from Minute Media. Hello, kitties. This is your ghoulie, the Crypt Keeper, and you're listening to Slasher <laughs> Welcome to Slasher Radio. My name is Mikey Bones. As always, joined by my host Cat Valor and Rob Humphrey. What's happening, guys? What's up? Not much. What went on? Uh, we are also joined by uh, a guest, Ali Surreal. What's going on, Ali? Oh, hi. Oh, hi. DBD Week. We're going to be joined shortly by Matthew Cote of Behavior, Dead by Daylight, all that stuff. So we're going to be in and out of here pretty quick. Rob, you've missed this one, unfortunately. I did. I did. These things always seem to be scheduled when I can't make it. Yeah. Definitely not intentional. Don't read into it. <laughs> I'm starting to think it's on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> no, Behavior, very busy company, especially now. They have a ton of shit to that we'll get into before the interview maybe after yeah. i don't know it's like it's better that you guys handled it than like what i don't i'm not super familiar with the game right. you know I, I just don't i don't i don't play any games that much anymore to be honest with you it's hard to find time uh, right. so i haven't i haven't played it that much so you know it, it makes more sense for you guys to do it than uh for me to be there anyway that is fair that's fair and true we get into a bunch of stuff. As everybody knows, Chucky is coming to Dead by Daylight, which is super fucking cool. But when this comes out, it'll be less than a week. And I can't fucking wait. Stranger Things, all these things. And that's kind of the thing, too, with um, with these games. And I know, you know, like a lot of our listeners, like how much of them game in general. Mm -hmm. You know, obviously, there's a good amount. Like we got Will and Chris and, you know, but. Yeah, we mostly talk movies, and that's the beauty of something like Dead by Daylight is that whether you're a huge gamer or not, dude, like Chucky's in there now, Ghostface and Freddy, and you, like it's something in there for anybody who is a horror fan. Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage, yeah. Nicholas Cage is in there. Yeah. Nicholas Cage is somehow in there. I'm gonna have Chucky running around trying to kill Nick Cage. <laughs> Could you? What a fucking world to oh, live in, man. man. Yeah, that's a good time. I okay. I've been making a lot of bold declarations lately about Willy's Wonderland being the FNAF movie I wanted. Nicholas Cage fighting Chucky is the new any kind of movie that I want. <laughs> Blumhouse, please make this happen for me. <laughs> yeah, I, I did. I did buy the Nicholas Cage download or character whatever it was DLC. when it came out yeah but i have not played it yet <laughs> time you know mm -hmm. yeah yeah and and you know like that's the thing too dead by daylight has a very you know like it, there, there's a side of the fence and you know you're on one side or you're on another you know depending on um whatever games people play but the thing is like i i catch myself on there sometimes and i've played the game for years and I catch myself still to this day. Like I loaded into a match not too long ago as Ghostface on the Hattonfield map. Like that's so fucking cool, man. Yeah. And you have these character shares, like you have Laurie Strode in the game, and 
you know, you can, if you're a Michael Myers, that's really cool. If you're Pinhead, that's really cool. Like you have this world that they've created with all these characters that we, a lot of people spent their whole life with and you can now play them and against each other. And it's like a super smash brothers of the horror world. I love that so much. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Right. Yeah. They got alien in there, right? They do. Yeah, man. Ellen Ripley. That's cool. And the cat. And Jonesy's in there. Oh yeah, Jonesy's in there too. That's <laughs> yeah. right. You told me. I saw that. Yeah. Rob, does does the fact that do, are you aware? I think we talked about it last time, the scamper thing. Has the scamper mm-hmm. thing won you over at all as far as wanting to I haven't seen it yet, so I don't know. I will say too though, as far as like there's a lot of things that make me kind of want to play this game, like get into it more, but it is kind of intimidating coming to it now. Mm-hmm. You know, and also I know I'm going to get like in matches or whatever with people who know what they're doing and I'm just running around like an idiot. Yeah. Wiggling. I think that's the thing that like trips me up about multiplayer games in general, Uh, because the ones that I've played that I've liked the most, I've been in on the ground floor, you know, where everyone's embarrassing themselves. But there is like a certain expectation where it's like it's not even that I'm afraid I'd look silly. It's that like. I, I'm afraid I'd end up with someone who plays this shit competitively, you know, like, because yeah. uh, I've had those people on my teams when I knew what I was doing, and that frustrates the shit out of me. I don't want to be that person. There's a steep learning curve, especially now. Yeah. 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 This game has been out for so long, and it's become, we got into it with Matthew a little bit, the perks. And all the things you have to know and that anything could happen at any fucking time. And half the time, more than half the time, it doesn't tell you what happened. You just have to know. And that, you know, you have to remember that throughout the match. You have to remember that fucking forever in case you run into it again. And it's got all these different variables to it that is so fucking frustrating sometimes. But it's part of what they do. Like, you have to be at that level. And I know people who are insanely good at the game. And they're very patient. Like we have a, a, a Ali, our friend Huff. Rob, the, Rob, you you don't like Huff. <laughs> no, I don't like Huff. No, you don't like. But then you said you kind of liked Huff when he showed you his nipples. Oh uh, yeah, he did show his nipples. Yeah, that was kind of funny. Okay, if you know, you know. <laughs> uh, we're not getting into that right now. So, <laughs> uh, but anyway, but he he's so good at the game, but he's so patient with it. And we got Let It Hang to play with us. And he's never played Dead by Daylight. And you have someone who's insanely good at the game like Huff showing mm-hmm. someone who's brand new like Marcus. And he was so patient and so helpful. That's the beauty of Dead by Daylight, too. As much as uh, people from outside of the game might look at the toxicity of it, mm-hmm. which exists in anything. But like people forget, like that gets so much shit that people forget there are people who want to help people learn how to play the game. Saying all of that, Mm -hmm. I guarantee you I could test Huff's patience. Oh, I guarantee you can, (laughs) too. Oh, I bet you could. You test mine on a regular basis. (laughs) I know you can. But I'm saying, oh, God. Allie, could you imagine Huff trying to teach Rob how to play Dead by Daylight? We have to make this happen. That would be fucking hysterical. (laughs) Patreon episode. God damn it, it'd be so funny. But but that's the thing, like it it is intimidating. It's very intimidating. But you know, the the thing I can tell people who haven't played the game yet, if you get a group of friends who are also interested in hopping on, do it together. 
and that'll make it better. You learn together, you help each other. This person figures out this, so on and so forth. Yeah, you're going to run into a match against somebody who knows the fuck they're doing, and they're going to run through you big time. But, you know, you can also have really cool moments, and uh, I've been trying to be more active on Twitter. I actually just posted a thing while we were recording the last one. You know, I've been trying to post gameplay because it's wild how much fun you can have on the game. And even if you lose, like, you could just go in there and say, look, I'm going to do this, and I don't give a fuck about nothing else, and you can have a fucking blast, man. But uh, anyway, so we're going to, I guess we can kick them over to actually drink roll call real quick, guys, because I'm kind of happy. Does anyone have anything fun for drink roll call? I got your wine. Oh, look at you. Mm-hmm. I was going to, Chris suggested a jello shot drink that I started to make, but I forgot how long it takes to make jello shots. So they're still liquid <laughs> and I'm having a beer. <laughs> Hell of a deal. But you have jello shots for later. But tomorrow I'm starting my play with the Jello shots. Sweet. That's so, what I'm saying. That's you, a Chris. win. <laughs> Chris just set your whole fucking weekend, man. Look yep. at that. Future cat's gonna be very happy. <laughs> and then yeah. slightly later down the road, future cat is gonna be really pissed that I woke up and did Jello shots <laughs> with a headache. <laughs> I am drinking. Uh, Allie, do you have anything fun? I have a uh, margarita in a can. Nice. nice. God damn. Yeah. Cut water? No, it's uh club tails, I think. Yeah. Oh. I saw it and I had to get it. <laughs> I completely forgot you had got that. Allie had told me they have margarita can at this place. I'm like, uh, you gotta do drink roll call this week, so margarita can it is. Margarita Rob, can you start drinking margarita in a can again, please? I don't know, man. Those hangovers are pretty rough. <laughs> yeah, but come on, man. Is that fair? You're going to be selfish. What about the rest of us? Because you went, you did margarita in a can. You know how it is. Dude, margarita in a can don't play. Is that yeah. one strong, Allie? Uh, it is 10% alcohol. No, but I'm saying, how do you feel, though? It's pretty strong. Yeah. I've only drank half of it so far. <laughs> God damn it. See? Those cut water margaritas kick my ass. Maybe it's just how margaritas interact with cans somehow. Could be. Maybe. It might be, but man, yeah, no, Rob, Rob, you had done by the time I got it. I can't remember if it was two or three episodes of Margarita in a Can, and I finally had got it, and I was sitting there like, God damn. Yeah. <laughs> Without, that thing, when it says it's over, it's over. <laughs> you have no say in the matter. Yeah, it, those, those margaritas don't fuck around. No, 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 no. Maybe I'll have to try Margarita in a Can. Cat do it. The delicious cat. For a long time, I was having a lot of fun, like seeing what the most insane cocktails I could find in a can were. But I feel like a lot of them haven't been strong. Yeah, this one is definitely strong. <laughs> no, ah, uh, you fucked around. See again, and uh, I made the mistake. It's all fun and games. You hear Rob Margarita can, and it's funny, <laughs> and then you do it, and you're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am drinking. I found the. I I don't like saying this. Monster hard. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I have the monster hard. It's uh I, I don't know. I think they call it beast because you know people don't want to go around saying fucking monster hard. Like uh, <laughs> they don't embrace it like Arizona did. Yeah. Uh but it I I finally found it. It was at a Rite Aid that i was in and i was eyeballing it and this was like the third time i was in there it was still there i said you know what but i got like 11 well 10 of them now in the fridge so 
This will be my huh? drink roll call for quite some time. <laughs> are they good? They are fucking good. Yeah. All right. They're Is still it sugar, sugar free. free? Yeah. I was just gonna ask. Oh, they are, Allie. Yeah, they are. Okay, I didn't even look, and I, to tell you the truth, forgot to look. Uh, dude, they're good. Monster hard. All right. I I am monster hard right now. Okay? <laughs> Please don't ask questions. I'd like to leave, move on and leave it here. Uh, but no, because we remember the Sunny D fiasco. Yeah, that was very unfortunate for me. You guys tortured me, Ali included. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The first one to have Sunny D vodka on the show. Yeah, and then you got it, and it wasn't any good. And I got it, and I was so happy. And I took a sip, and I was like, "Why does this taste bad?" Yeah, this is supposed to taste bad. I'm pretty After sure I this... bought a four pack of those and threw three of them away. God, dude, I was. Tr- <laughs> I bought two of two four packs of them. There's no fucking finally. I don't know. Where I'll get this chance again. I were, I was trucking through on principle, but yeah, but no, th- these are really good though. Honestly, they're not. They don't have the punch, but you know. It does a little. I'm I'm feeling pretty good right now. All right, that's yeah. fair. Yeah, hell of a deal. And they have uh, different flavors too. This one, um, I don't know, mean green. <laughs> the other one I had was white. The white one was better for what it's worth. Yeah, I like the white one. The white one's good. Uh, all right. So more monster hard to come in the weeks. I guess. <laughs> oh, that's even worse. Yeah. All right. <laughs> no. <Nope. sighs> do, <laughs> do I gotta bleep that? Maybe. I don't know if you have to bleep that. You do have to press your button, though. Whoop. Oh, come on, man. I'm I'm sorry. You're going to understand. It's really important that I share this one today. Oh, I'm sure it's real fucking important. Yeah. <laughs> it's always oh, very man. important. Get uh-huh. the fuck out of here! Go ahead. Go back to turning tricks and old folk and you'll oh, fade in the ass! Uh, this is the Gabagoli Mystery Corner where our listeners anonymously send in Italian memes making fun of me for being Italian. There's no other reason. There's, there's no horror tie in here. I'm sorry. I've been trying to end it for a long time. They won't do um, it. Um, we actually missed the commemoration of the one year of Gabagoli mystery memes. Really? Because, and I know because these are some of the first ones that were sent in. So what? Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. I haven't looked yet. The memes we explain them on the show, and they go up on Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash slash radio. Wait a minute. Why are we circling back? <laughs> Did, didn't you say we had like five months planned for this? Uh, yes, but here's the thing. And Mikey, you're going to appreciate this. There are two. <laughs> I think I am. <laughs> there are two. And if I don't send both of them now, we'll have to do this again two in another year. <laughs> what we'll do you have mean? to do it again in another. I've already been sitting on these for over a year. <laughs> well, wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let's slow down here. I haven't okay. looked at the okay. memes yet. Yeah. When was the anniversary of this fucking shit? I don't know when the exact anniversary was. I know that these were received in the first month of doing Gabagooly Mystery Corners, and and you'll you'll understand they kind of time mark roughly what period this started. All right. At least we know where to look. Uh, But what month was it? Do you know? It was in November. I I it, it was I think it was in early November. It might have been late October. It was like right around this season. Son of a bitch. All right. I knew I've been feeling funny the last couple of weeks, man. That's this is up in is. the air. All right. Again, the memes we describe and we try and describe them on the show. Some of these are weird, but uh, the images themselves go up on Patreon. Oh, come on, man. Wait, wait, wait. wait. I think I. 
I've I've seen the turkey in the the sink. <laughs> I think I don't know if it was from this or <laughs> I just seen it because you know people um, just do this. It so it's. I don't think it was from this. I had a different turkey that I sent you last year. Oh, uh, and good. then like right after we recorded the Thanksgiving episode, I got these two in like that day. <laughs> it was like shit, but I've been saving <sighs> them a whole year. And then it was like, are we going to, cause when this started, I did not think that we were going to be uh, doing this for a full year. Yeah, and I was like, it's going to be really weird when I send these in next Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, we this might is ridiculous. We might be preparing for next Thanksgiving at this point. So, <laughs> so go ahead, send us your Thanksgiving gabagool. You mean? <laughs> no, stop <laughs> sending them. <sighs> okay, I, I I have another question. When when this is the, the yep. first one is a sticker of a cartoon turkey doing the old capiche hands, and above him it says gobble ghoul. <laughs> I don't like that. I like that. No, that's that good. Like that. that is hilarious. No. Hilarious. <laughs> Patreon reference. Um, yeah, I don't like this at all. It's stupid. I mean, I'll admit the turkey's kind of cute, but it kind of looks like a chicken with a turkey tail. I I don't know where they were. That's pretty cute. Going you in. should get that as a tattoo, Mikey. You should kiss my ass. Ooh, There's no one million way. dollars, and Mikey will get the gobble ghoul turkey <laughs> tattooed. <laughs> I don't want to get this tattoo ever in life, but I will say I will do it for less than a million dollars. Like if you're hitting <laughs> six digits, we could talk. All right. Uh, also, I just noticed this. This makes it even more special. The background of the turkey on the sticker is a piece of gobble. So, yeah, <laughs> I don't like that. And uh, apparently, I got another one. Another one. And it's a the turkey sitting in the sink. Holding the remotes, that's kind of funny. And he's got a beer, he's got his, his like one of his legs cocked up, and he's got a beer in one hand and the remote control in the other. And he's got two onions for eyes, and I, I don't know what that is for a nose. And he just looks like some dude sitting on a couch, and underneath it, it says, When's Gabagool? That's stupid. Like, I, I don't understand. The, the Gabagool isn't an event. <laughs> it, I don't, I don't. And, and I also don't know why I needed two of them, Kat. I don't know. You could have uh, saved well, one of them for next Thanksgiving. I could have, but that means that we'd still be doing this next Thanksgiving. Is that what you want, Mikey? As, um, as we stand, we only have 15 more weeks from the folder and then all of the stuff I forgot to download into the folder. Oh. Well, Kat, <laughs> I hate to break it to you. We're probably yeah. going to be doing this again next Thanksgiving anyway. <laughs> All right. Our listeners are buttholes. <laughs> that is incredible. That's not funny. The investigation also still continues from the whole uh, flashlight thing. No, you're still looking into that? Yeah, I'm still the whole pasta station. Yeah, that was thing. a serious yeah. one. I'm still yeah. looking into that. Yeah, that's that, that one's egregious. And you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and leak this little bit of uh, in, in information on the investigation. I are Chris. I'm looking at you. <laughs> all right. I'm looking at you, man. Uh, so. As incredible as all that is, it's not as incredible as the fact that Tony Danza's son, Mark Anthony Danza, appeared on two episodes of Taxi portraying a foster child that Tony wanted to adopt. Aw, that's kind of sweet. <sighs> Kick him in the dick. Rob. Hmm? Why are we still doing this? Well, it, 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 the two kind of go hand in hand. 
<laughs> Unfortunately, that's true. I mean, I'll and, admit. but rest assured, I will run out of Tony Danza facts before she runs out of Gobble Cool memes. <laughs> I thought we were on the brink of that, man. You said you were out of them, and now it's like you found new life. I found a new place. Yeah. Who the hell gave you the treasure map? <laughs> he got a book on Tony Danza. God so, damn it. But I mean, let's be honest. We've, we've covered a lot of this man's life. There's only so many fun facts about one person. <laughs> what more could he have possibly done? You know, like at, at some point. Stay tuned next week at Slasher Radio for another Tony Danza fun fact. <laughs> There's some more Tony Danza fun facts. We, we've got some more. God damn. <sighs> Tony Danza, of course, the patron saint of Italian-Americans. Yeah, Rob Rob just likes to give me Tony Danza facts to be disrespectful. I don't like that. All right, you guys done with this now? We, can we move on with the show? Yeah, we can move on. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Do you feel celebrated? No, I'm annoyed and aggravated. Well, then we oh, haven't done well, our job hang yet. Hang on, Cap- I have some more. I have 15 yeah. more in the folder ready to go. <laughs> no, 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 no. We don't need to do all that. I don't remember what this button is. Hell of a deal. Oh. Hell of a deal. Okay. I don't know why I looked at it and needed to know what it was. Um. All right. <laughs> so fucking, I forgot about all that stuff. I thought it was going to be a nice show. It is a nice show. It's a wonderful show, yeah. Mm, bullshit. All right, so... <laughs> We're going to kick you guys over to the discussion with Matthew Cote, Behavior, Dead by Daylight, Game Director, uh, Dwight Fairfield, all those things. And we'll uh, catch you at the end. Fuck you guys, man. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's not funny. Stop That's laughing. A good one. Look how cute that turkey is. It's a chicken. Wins Gabagool. That's what I want to know. What the hell, man? It's not a time. It should say wins gobble ghoul like the other one. It should. It's a stupid meme. <laughs> then it would make sense. It's not even good. Can we at least start getting like some type of qualification where the memes got to be good? Like, all right, the chicken turkey thing, fine. That one, come on. It's all right. If we start now, it just means I can say whatever the hell I want because she's not there to. Perfect. Yeah. So you know, me. just so you know, um, we have a thing where we record bleeps for our show. Like whenever somebody okay. gets bleeped, we have a record of who gets bleeped and how many times they've been bleeped throughout the year. And I want you to know that you do have a bleep on our show. Already. Yeah, because last time I forget you got in trouble. You said something you shouldn't have said, and we had to bleep it. So you officially <laughs> do own a bleep. On okay, show. that's right. good. Uh, am I far from uh, from a uh, uh, um, getting an award or something? Like, do do I need to really work hard if I want to get to the top of the list? Uh, you'd have to work really <laughs> hard. Uh, okay, you have one. Our other co-host who couldn't make it today has forty three. Right. Okay. Yeah, he's in a run for the lead. Yeah, well, I guess I, I could be in the category of guests, which is probably go. a little easier. Yeah. Do you just bleep swear words? No, I the, guess yeah, not. Right. Yeah, oh, you usually do? It's, it's just, there's a very select few words that you can't say, you know, got network and stuff. And uh, our co-host right. doesn't mind saying them and giving me extra work. <laughs> okay. I was just about to start listing them. But I won't. Yeah, no. <laughs> Cat's gonna run up the score. <laughs> it's not like the um, the the classic uh, seven words you can't say on TV. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah, yeah, okay. pretty much. But I'll uh, do my all best. right, so <laughs> Matthew's gonna run up the score. 
again, thank you very much for joining us. We're very uh, excited to have you on again, Matthew. We appreciate you taking the time and giving us some of your time. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure for us. Before we get started, uh, you guys have a ton. You are very, very busy over there, Behavior. Very busy. It's It's been an intense year. I can mm-hmm. I can tell you that. Absolutely. But before we get to everything that you have coming up, I wanted to mention just two things. First of all, you've been, uh, I've noticed you've been streaming. You've been active a little more on Twitch lately. Oh, me personally. Yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I, I find it super fun. There's a, a weird gang of people that sort of uh, uh, gathered around, especially a, a while back. I had a, a Minecraft server and we were just playing super chill and constructing a little village there. So there, there's, uh, there's some friendships that that spawn from that and so i've started streaming again the last few weeks uh, mostly super chill games and then i can talk softly and just enjoy my time with quiet people it's kind of nice yeah that's it's nice to see i hopped in and checked out a couple of them and i was like holy crap look who's oh. live well thank you that's nice yeah do you find like serenity in it like is it uh hi by the way yeah, Hi, y'all. Yes, sorry. Hi. Hi, thank you. I'm so glad to be that you were all able to join us again. Hello, Mathieu. Really? Oh, salut. We're always a pleasure. You guys, you guys are <laughs> always welcome. So, um, yeah, it, there, there's a bit of a serenity in this. It's just a really chill time when I can talk to people. And I have a little crawler at the bottom or a, a bot message that tells people, please keep your DBD questions to dbd time because this is my time off so uh, and most people are are super understanding right absolutely yeah yeah all right and then the the other thing i wanted to mention before uh we get into everything you guys have going on right now i i, I can't even think of the word still i've been trying to figure out a way to put it bravo on the alien release <laughs> thank you so much I mean, I I honestly was, you know, whenever you guys release, especially IPs, there seems to be a little more care. The the attention to detail that you guys had from just the look of the Xenomorph to and Ripley, but even like to Jonesy and everything that you guys, what was the a little bit of the process of going in? Because you haven't really gone in depth the way you did with the Xenomorph. And I think that was the first time we really seen that much attention to detail. Well, it, it, yes and no. I mean, uh, and I don't want to speak for our design team, but clearly right. they do everything that they can do with the tool that they have at the time. And, and fortunately, we've been able to build up quite a toolbox over the years. And we are now at a place where all of these great ideas that people had, we can do most of them now or or many more than we could before. And, and that's kind of the whole point, right? And I think that the... The really like how we build maps has changed so much over the years. We started, I mean, the very first ones, like the 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 uh, oh my god, the Macmillan Estate, which is the very first one that we did, and and those maps that were released at the same time, they were kind of basic. They were very. Uh, we we wanted to make it so that there's no furniture, there's no details anywhere, just to give people the idea that it's the idea of a place it's not the real place right it's a nightmare kind of scenario and 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 even the the if you look at the barn in the 
the in one of the very first maps you have this sort of distorted things where it's it feels like it grew right some of the planks that are broken are longer than they should be because they they, they don't make sense and that also sort of got pushed away and then we we had the release of the huntress a few years back and with that red forest it was the first time that we actually tried to tell a story through the map and you mm-hmm. find that little corner where the, the the little girl's toys were and it's sort of continued the storytelling of the the huntress and then when it came to uh i believe the silent hill map that's where we started to really flex all of those muscles like the first interaction we had was the ding in the uh, gas station right when you walk Mm. uh, in front of the gas station you hear the little ding and that was the very first sort of interactive thing that we put in the map and then there's the the silent hill era where we really went all out and we allowed you to actually open those secrets if you did things in a certain sequence and everything and then we get to uh the aliens map and we were able to really go crazy and put so many more little easter eggs and such intricacies and everything it's really been like it's 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 not a, a rough thing. It's a progression that's from the beginning. It's taken us all the way to this day where we were finally able to really do all of these little fine attentions, like you said, attention to details. And it's not because we, we, we didn't want to or we didn't have the know-how. It's it's really because we didn't have the tools to do it back then. But now we do, right? Is that something that going forward? You, you want to keep a trend of, or it just depends well, it, on the property? it's sort of the curse, right? Uh, we mm-hmm. do some yep. new stuff that's better than we've ever done, and that becomes the new bare minimum, essentially. So from, from one chapter to the other, we're sort of cursed to constantly outdo ourselves and find mm-hmm. new ways to bring in even more of that, that original flavor, especially with licenses. Yeah that that's the problem that that is the problem once you do once you do it once it's just well that's the thing and and the next time it it's not even like oh my god it's amazing it's the bare minimum like if Mm -hmm. we don't do that we're just shortchanging you right so it's but i mean it for so many people on the team like there were a lot of fans of alien like it's not hard to find fans of alien (laughs) uh but uh they were really happy to be able to delve into it and and for a lot of people also go back to to a, a legendary series that they may not have seen in in a long time actually uh, i i rewatched all of them in the last couple of weeks uh and like including the alien versus predator and and all of that wow. except this the second one requiem was unwatchable uh, <laughs> but but the rest are amazing and the 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 attention to detail in these movies and the fact that they created such a deep lore and, and it's exciting and it changes throughout, but it's still always nice, tense horror with a pacing that it's, I think is unique in the world of horror, right? That that really slow pace and that buildup of the, the stress. So for us, it was it was really a great opportunity to be able to, to bring that into our game. Did you get to pray? 
Uh, the the newest uh, Predator. I oh, guess it's Predator. Oh, so. the movie. Okay, yeah. I, I was <laughs> wondering if, you're like, are, did I get to Prey? Like, I'm, pray I'm not a religious <laughs> person. No, I did also watch Prey, which technically is not in the Aliens uh, right. line. It's more of the Predator. But, uh, but yeah, I did watch Prey a while back, and I thought it was really fun, actually. It's a really good movie. It's a good, mm-hmm. self-contained uh, story in the in the Predator world. Absolutely. At what what is the, what does that mean to you personally? And I, I know I'm asking you to speak for your team here, but I think it's pretty fair to get Alien. You know, it's it's arguably the biggest of all of them. Uh, I mean, all of most of them have added something unique, right? Uh, like when we talk about. Uh, the first time we did a video game adaptation, a, a video game license for us, it was a huge deal because it really legitimized what we were trying to do uh, right. in this situation. But you're you're right. No matter how you cut it, no matter who you ask, Alien is at the top of that pile for sure. It's one of the biggest horror franchises. It's been going on. At, the first one was what seventy nine. And now they, so. they're shooting, they're finishing a new one right now. The last one was 2017. Like, it has never stopped being relevant, which is surprising, right? Not many others have managed to do that. And not just that, but they've created uh, an, like an imagery which is so very unique to them that, uh, yeah, you're right. It's It's one of the top ones. And it was a... I've said this before. I don't know if I've said it to you. Probably not because we haven't talked uh, before Alien. Uh, but the the hold up on that license for us has, has not been on uh, getting the license. It's been on are we able with the tools that we have? Are we able to do justice to this world, to these creatures? Mm-hmm. And until recently, we weren't able to. And, those, and so we didn't even look at it, right? Uh, it mm. was just, it was just not something that we felt capable of doing. Like a xenomorph is a tough thing to recreate, and it has to be done in a way that conveys the absolute. Like it's, it's supposed to be the perfect creature, right? It is. Yeah. The the the, the apex of all predators. It's the the most terrifying thing you could ever encounter, and it's got a very unique way to walk around and and move it's got a very unique set of powers and all these things we needed to be able to represent that in our game in a way that 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 paid homage to to the the license right did you know like how confident were you i guess is the question that you had it down to the level that you had it because it's been a huge success you know did you did you wait until you knew it was going to be a success or were you still a little bit scared (laughs) i mean without sounding uh like i don't know how that sounds but like we don't release stuff that we think is going to be okay like Mm -hmm. usually and we we've missed the mark like it happens sometimes we we swing for the fences and sometimes we release stuff and we say this is going to be amazing and then people go eh, it's all right and i mean there's such a such a lot of variety in the types of killers that we do in the types of environments that we create in the power sets that we, we bring in either for the perks for the survivors or even the killers we need to constantly try really, really uh, sort of a big, big jump, big innovations. Because if we just do the same as last time, 
it's not going to work. We know that. So we try really interesting things. We try things that are really wild sometimes. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. In this case, yeah, we were pretty sure it was going to be awesome. We're glad to have discovered that we were right, but it's not been the case every time. <laughs> but but what I, my point is that every single time we think it's going to be great. We hope so, right? Um, because if it's not good, then we'll keep at it until it is. Yeah, that that's not the title to come half with. You know what I mean? I, I agree. <laughs> It's, you know, if, if you don't think you could pull it off, that's not the one to, to try it with, you know, like oh, you oh, to... for sure, for sure. But at the same time, you know, it's always the thing where you're like, okay, so if we have this really, really crazy idea, we don't want to waste it on an original yeah. chapter. Fair enough. But at the same time, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. We don't want to try something too crazy with a killer that's licensed and then people go yeah you really mucked it up this time and we're like ah that's the that's terrible like that's a position we never want to be in but it can't be boring either so there's no middle ground we have to knock it out of the park every time right absolutely so we uh, take I wild swings uh, i think uh, nick cage is a good example of that right the perks <laughs> for nick cage i mean we, we sat down, I think, at the table the first time. We're like, okay, we're doing Nick Cage. It's really happening. So what should its perks be? And, and they're like, I don't know. And we have to make it a little crazy, and we have to make it a little, not goofy, but sort of chaotic and unexpected and a little funny because that's the character, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it worked. Yeah. Not to jump around a little bit here, but you mentioned it. When you guys come up with perks, there's so many, the smallest thing can so screw many. up, you know, like it's gotten down to such a, a, a scientific equation, just, you know, I know it, it'll probably take it forever to go through it, but what's it like when you guys sit and say, okay, we want to do this perk. What's some of the, the background work that we don't see that you have to do for that? One of the first steps actually is there's usually a survey sent to the whole team. So that's like 400 people. And it's like, we have 12 ideas for perks, please vote. And it's just like, there's like rough ideas. This perk does this, this perk does this, this perk does this. And you're like, eh, this is interesting. This, I don't give a shit. Like, and people, everybody on the team, well, not everybody votes, but the people who are interested can vote. And, and therefore it comes from not just designers who have their nose in the, the gears every single day, but it comes from people who have maybe less of a direct relationship with the game mechanics, other uh, uh, impressions of the game. So it gives a bit of a varied uh, opinion on, on and these perks, if they're interesting or not. Then we usually have a lot of testing done internally, uh, like play testing, which is people playing the game and playing the game and trying to see if it's fun. And obviously, there's a huge pass of, of QA, like the quality assurance, people making sure that it works as intended. But the problem we're facing with that, if anybody's done like statistics or, or basic math in school, the number of combinations of perks that now exist in Dead by Daylight, mm -hmm. especially if you count, oh, I have three perks. And all other survivors have another combination of three perks. Mm -hmm. And then the killer can be either of these 30 killers plus all the combinations of perks. 
it's it's astronomical right mm -hmm. the number of combinations so we cannot test every single combination of everything that's why we have the ptb uh, which is uh, on on steam only but it allows us to put that in the hands of as many people as we can people who we know are going to try to break it and screw with it and do the worst possible thing because they have it only for like a week and they mm -hmm. they try everything and so that helps us immensely also tweak things and making sure that it's, it's I mean, we say balance, but it's, we have long ago embraced the chaos of Dead by Daylight, right? <laughs> we know it's not tight like the rules of basketball or something, or right. a game of League of Legends, which is always played on the same thing with the same rules, and you can have a, a championship. Like, it's a great e-show. It's not an e-sport. It's, right. it's too messy for that. It's chaotic, but that's part of the charm. That's why you can have someone with 5,000 hours in the game playing and still getting surprised and still having mm -hmm. unexpected things happen every single time. On your re most recent roadmap that you guys released, we see that there is a collab with Rainbow Six Siege. True. You guys, yeah. Uh, you guys have done this before uh, with PUBG. Yep. Yep. And We've also I, I, done something with uh, For Honor. For Honor, too. That, that's very true. I haven't seen, and, you know, just off the top of my head, I don't remember such a drastic crossover in, as far as difference in games. What makes you guys keep doing this stuff? Because it's cool to see. It's First of all, it's fun. Uh, yeah. Secondly, uh, we have a, I mean, we have a lot of friends at Ubisoft. They're very close companies. I mean, if you work in Montreal in the industry for any number of years, you have friends in most of the big companies, right? Uh, it's sort of a very, uh, it's a close-knit community. So we, we know a lot of their people, we've worked with them on many things. So it, it's these are easy relationships and means that it's easy to have a chat and go, oh, by the way, we should do this. And then it happens as opposed to others, which may be a little more delicate to negotiate. Uh, and and already because we had done something for For Honor, it was sort of easy, and we talked about it. I mean, Rainbow Six Siege is a gigantic game, so for us it was super fun to be able to do something with them. Of course, it's great visibility, but it's also really interesting because we've shown, and especially when we do things that are a little outside of our usual realm. Uh, I'm thinking right now of Attack on Titan, for instance, which was sort of a step outside of what we usually do and we did those uh, these officer uniforms for all of our survivors and all of these things and that was a huge success for us like people really really enjoyed it and it didn't dilute dead by daylight it didn't take away from what we are and even like even if you don't know attack on titan and you walk around and you see one of our characters wearing that outfit it's not going to clash really it's just another outfit so uh, th there's very little uh, risk on our side. Like we're not taking big risks in doing that. Uh, I mean, some other collaborations might be like um, some characters might be too silly or, or might not fit with our aesthetic, but something that's sort of realistic and that's a little aggressive is sure to find its place. Yeah, and I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that. And we're going to get to it later because obviously we're going to be talking Chucky, which I can't mm. fucking wait. But that you know, guy, like, that guy. 
but you guys, you, you, I, I like that you're starting to embrace things being a little silly, things being a little funny and having that <laughs> aspect, you know, and, and I think things like this, like rainbow six and, you know, like you did with for honor and all those things, it allows you to do that. And you guys seem to have been leaning into that a little bit more. Uh, yes and no. The thing is, and, and that's been, uh, the subject of quite a few really, um, intense conversations internally right uh the the we call it uh, more or less the the rainbow wig right when is it too much when when is an outfit too silly too out there when are we breaking the the so important immersion that we're trying to create in that universe of ours uh and uh and and there are some people who, who swear by by keeping the whole thing really, really yes. tight so yeah. that it, it's all very cohesive. Nothing is, is taking you outside of the game. And there are others who say, you know what, Play, this is the player's game. They can do what they want. If they want to be silly, they should be able to be silly. If they want to be intense, they should be able to be intense. And therefore there are two sides to this and there's some pull and push. I think that the important thing for me, at least the way I see it is the more Dead by Daylight there is. The more you're allowed to add a little dash of this and a little drop of this other thing, and you're going to still have Dead by Daylight there. Like if it was at the very beginning on the first year and we only had very little content, anything we added risked diluting is a, is a word that I like to use a lot with this because it's really the idea of we need to keep the concentration of Dead by Daylight of what is the core, what is our original content. Uh, that's why, for instance, we tried to keep it to about 50-50 original content and licensed content so that the Dead by Daylight story, the Dead by Daylight fiction grows at the same rate as the rest. And therefore, all of these things sort of get folded. I, I, I can't stop thinking about food right now that I'm talking about, but it doesn't matter. Like, <laughs> all these things get folded into the, the mix, into the dough that is dead by daylight, and it's still a dead by daylight that we're baking, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. You never make anybody happy is the problem. Yeah, you're 100% right. Someone, <laughs> yeah. yeah. We make a lot of people happy, and that's good that's enough. That's the goal. Absolutely, absolutely. The next thing I wanted to talk about is Stranger Things is back. And yeah, was, you noticed and there's a couple people seen that. Yeah. Uh, actually someone else who noticed, I was talking to someone who you might be familiar with. His name is Paulie Esther. Oh yeah. That guy. Yeah, that, I love him to death. <laughs> he is. Uh, yeah. Me and him were DMing a little bit about it. He's an awesome guy. Uh, it's it's he funny also, because about two weeks before the, we talked about that. I was on the uh, King and him uh, every year. They do a, right. uh, uh, like a, an interview with me and we just hang out mm -hmm. and chat for about and they of course asked about stranger things and of course. of course i knew but i had to continue to be as as vague and non-committal as usual and it was super funny uh especially when we <laughs> talked a little later and, and everything was revealed yeah that that's kind of what me and paulie were talking about because we want to know we asked you as well and we want to know if you lied to us like you lied to him uh, uh but yeah, I don't. I don't like the implication here, but oh. uh, <laughs> I didn't mislead anybody. I I may yeah. not have given all the information that was available to me at the time, right. but none of what I said was untrue. Okay, 
Yeah, and then that was the question, kind of what me and Paulie were were talking about. How long is this? Because you know, obviously, like everybody knows, you can't let cats out of bags left yeah. and right. Obviously, but how long were the talks going on? Like, because th- this is a big deal. It, it's hard to to talk about any of the details of that negotiation without giving okay. away information that is confidential. Okay. Uh, let's just say that when it became possible, it was really quick. Okay. Allie still there? I think we lost Allie. Allie's sleeping. Allie fell asleep. Could you imagine? It's okay. <laughs> These are soft voices. That's why. But the the chapter. Can you speak a little bit for what it meant to the community? Because you know, obviously, I could only imagine how many times you get asked Wednesday when Stranger Things come back. But when it did come back, it was such an eruption. And you guys did it on yeah. Stranger Things Day too. Uh, what did like? Do you guys? I'm sure you do, but can you speak to what inside you guys' the studio? What the community aspect of getting that that content back was? I mean, like you talked a little bit earlier about trying to make everybody happy, and we know you can't make everybody happy, but we knew that right. this was one of the really rare times when nobody was going to complain, no. or almost. Well, there's still some people who can manage to find ways to complain, but. Uh, but it doesn't matter. Overwhelmingly, people were happy about this. And we, we like, it's one of those things where, like, our, our PR team and our, our marketing team and the, the community managers, they're sitting there going, oh, for once we have an announcement to make that we know was not going to, you know, turn around and slap us in the face. Like, this, this one is probably safe. And it was kind of refreshing and nice. Nice. The last time we talked, you, you know, when, when we asked you about it, you said that you guys, y- your goal is to, you, you never want to lose content. And no. uh, you, you kind of talked about that as, you know, you guys, that was something you were going to focus on going forward. Is this, you know, I, I know you can't talk about, you know, details of agreements and everything else, but what's it look like for the future of it? Like is, was well, it, it were, okay, I'm sorry. Well, no, that's fine. What I can tell you is the only other piece of content that's been removed is Attack on Titan. And and right. that was sort of always the deal with them. It was a limited time thing. And the the limited time thing is not uncommon in the industry, especially for us, like cosmetics and, and aesthetic things. Uh, the, 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 the FOMO presented by this model is obviously a valid monetization strategy. And it's been brought forth and, and discussed many times because we've we've never purposely done that in Dead by Daylight. Not not yet. You know, the stuff that's in the archives, uh, the, the, in the Rift Pass, it comes back to the store later. I mean, there's a there's a window there where you can get it in the Rift and and you know have bragging rights and that's great. But it's gonna come back. It's all content that at some point will make its way back into the store. Uh, it might change in the future. We might do some limited time offers on, I think, very specific things and for very specific purposes. Uh, but that's that's not our, our strategy, at least right now. Uh, that being said, it's almost impossible to sign a contract with someone and say, uh, this is forever. Mm-hmm. Nobody will sign a forever contract or very few people. So right. all of these licensing contracts have a renewal date and every single time it's a new conversation with people 
And most of the time, it's a very nice and pleasant conversation with people who are like, yes, this has been a great success for both sides. Let's continue to, you know, renew this and make it forward. But also, every single company has their own strategies and their own roadmaps right. and their own plans. And sometimes it clashes for one mm -hmm. reason or another. And sometimes it's more delicate to renew. Uh, so we are not protected we can never swear that it's never going to happen because there are things in those conversations that are absolutely outside of our control right right but but we certainly do everything that we can to make sure it doesn't happen and we continue to to provide all the contact one of the things though that is not going to change if you bought something mm -hmm. you will be able to continue to have that thing for as long as dead by daylight exists. What right. is at risk is our capacity to sell that thing or distribute that thing. Mm -hmm. So that's what happened with Stranger Things, right? The content was not removed from the game. Well, the map mm -hmm. was, but but you could still get chased by the Demogorgon. You could still play as Steve if you wanted, if you had bought it previously. It was not going right. to be removed. It, but what was removed is our, our distribution right. Right, right. And I think that's kind of just the answer that people don't like. And, you know, people who might not be familiar with things like that and IPs and everything else, but they, that's the way it is with everybody. And that's, you know, it. that's just, that's the answer nobody wants, but that's the answer nonetheless. You guys, uh, uh, Chucky's going to be coming to Dead by Daylight. It, it's still weird to say. Uh, yeah. People have been wanting, I'm sure you've heard Chucky for years and years and years and people wanted him. And it kind of goes I'd back say to what... it from the first year. Really? He was that on long? the list for sure. Oh, yeah. Wow. Kind of what you were saying earlier with Alien and the Xenomorph and everything. It, it, it seemed like, you know, at the time of the game from year one, year two, and even year three, probably, and maybe even on, it just, it seemed impossible. I love Chucky. He's one of my favorite franchises. I would have loved to see him in Dead by Daylight for years, but looking at the game and the possibilities of coding and all those things of making a game, it seemed impossible. And you guys figured it out. Yeah. Uh, what was the attention to detail again? Uh, like we mentioned earlier, above and beyond. What was it like? I mean, when, the, okay. we were able to to build on a few things that we had done over the years. Like one of the things was Victor. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, so we had a character that was about gay high and could run around in the grass. And so we had been able to test what it would feel like. I mean, in this case, it's only for limited time and uh, it, it doesn't like it, it doesn't have access to all the functionalities of a killer. So we were able to sort of sidestep a few of the, the big issues. But it it we had tested some of the very important principle which was really important uh and then when we were ready to start doing it we looked at that list of what things are going to be problematic with it right like vaulting windows putting someone on a meat hook carrying people mm -hmm. all of these things like we knew you know we need to do that when we have a killer all of these things need to happen because of the gameplay the way it is how do we make sure that not only does it make sense and it doesn't look stupid, but it has to be fun and it has to be 
in character and it has to, to make sense in the world of Chucky, right? Right. Uh, so, uh, and again, uh, I, I like to, to name Dave in this, but the whole design team did amazing. And the animation team also, specifically on, on the, the Chucky uh, challenges, really stepped up because it needed to look cool the whole time. And I think that seeing Chucky's little leg shuffle under a pallet is <laughs> kind of magical. Um, oh, what were the uh, what was the brainstorming process like? Because like you you have access to the list of issues, but then was there one person whose job was to figure out you know this aspect, or did you have like a team meeting where everyone came together and was throwing out? I, I because I think what you guys landed on it was a little bit it was very out of the box, but it works. It works really yeah. well. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, getting the the ghost in there was a a stroke of genius. I'd say Absolutely. on to me, it's on par with uh, the day when Dave showed me uh, Michael Myers and he was just standing there watching you. And I'm like, this is stupid, but it's also genius because it's the creepiest thing I've ever seen. But you're in a video game and the bad guy is just standing there doing nothing. But both of us are having the time of our lives. So really, you've done something masterful here and it was sort of the same deal with the idea of the ghost which is i mean in fiction it's kind of weird because it's the ghost of himself right it's it's is is the the spirit possessing the doll so it's sort of weird that it's is disembodied is disembodied persona or whatever uh but that that meeting that you're talking about that very big meeting that happened was actually us sitting down with the people at Universal and talking through everything that we needed to do to make that character happen and them being super on board from day one and sort of bouncing ideas off of each other to figure out how we're going to make this happen. Right. And that's, that's amazing when you work with people who are familiar with your product, they know their product, of course, from from beginning to end in details, and they're able to to make decisions with it that that if you're just dealing with, let's say, an agent handling someone else's property, they don't have that luxury, right? So in the That's case, fantastic. We that were you able to. It's like a collaboration with yeah. Universal. And those are always not only the most fun for us. But they, in my opinion, they, they are the ones that yield the best results, right? Mm -hmm. Where we can sort of take the, the, the source material and sort of expand it to fit within the box that is dead by daylight so that it, it becomes something slightly new. But that's like it. We're, we're, we're painting a picture using a different set of brushes, right? And so it needs to be slightly different. We're not doing photorealistic stuff if my metaphor holds it does it does because i mean different brushes different tools entirely because you know it, it works seamlessly and it shouldn't work at all but you you mentioned working with universal and um you, you, i i don't obviously know who exactly was involved but you know you have guys like don mancini over there and you, you know child's play slash chucky have they've always been such a tight-knit franchise yep. Everyone, the same people are always involved, and I think that's what kept it as strong as it did for as long as it's been strong. 
you kind of answered the question working with Universal back and forth, but were you guys able to work with anyone, you know, like a Don Mancini go through that process and even, you know, working with obviously Brad Duriff and, and Jennifer Tilly for the voice lines, which are yeah, a whole nother th- These are the, the only two names I can drop in this conversation. Okay. Uh, but yeah, having the, the, the real voices was, mm. I mean, it's again, from the moment we've done that, it has become the bare minimum, right? Mm-hmm. It's now something that's absolutely expected from everything that we do. Uh, so we we do our best to to deliver on these. But it was really awesome. And and seriously, hearing Chucky scream at survivors as he's walking around, and especially that Maury, it's so good. Oh, yeah. Uh, that that Maury has been going around. I, I look through the the trends on Twitter and like you know some people send me stuff on TikTok. I don't use it. Yeah. All I see is the Maury, and people well, couldn't I mean, believe it. it. It's in the first five minutes of the PTB, people make videos of the Maury's immediately and post it everywhere. Right. It's usually mm-hmm. the first thing that people look for. Oh so, yeah. And in this case, I think we we totally delivered like that. Yeah. little shit is really kicking the hell out of people oh literally literally yep. that kick in the end that gets little kit, kick at the end is just perfect it's like, it gets me every time die already <laughs> uh what what was it like as uh, with the voice lines because i had seen conversations too actually where people were talking about you know did dead by daylight take it too far because you know like we've always seen like visually obviously there's implications yeah. of people being killed and you know but when it's certain words we were talking about it earlier certain words just automatically get get looked at differently well, what was that like the, balancing that line it's funny because the game has always been 18 plus right absolutely uh it's it's just we we decided it was gonna happen now the first few mories we tried to be as not necessarily tame but but this was not the whole point, right? The whole point was the it's really based off of especially movies like Halloween, like the old old school slasher movies, where it's all about the anticipation of the violence, not so much about showing it. And I think when we uh, did the Hag, which was end of the first year, she's the first one with a very very explicit Mori, where she just rips people apart and then she actually eats their organs, and mm-hmm. you see the little organs in her hand. And from that moment, we're like, oh, no, 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 no. We probably need to really push this and and make them. That's the payoff, right? That's the big moment. And even if you get killed, it's kind of fun to watch. So it became one of the moments when the killers can sort of express themselves in a certain way. And and so, again, this is another place where our original strategy sort of changed throughout the years and the, and the Mori became much more explicit and sort of the one moment in the game when we can really show or we allow ourselves to really show violence in a, in a very uh, graphic way because the rest of the game, it's very minimal. Mm-hmm. And as far as words go, I mean, you can't do Chucky and not swear. Yes, <laughs> it's true. It's super fair. It's just like oh, Al, yeah, there you go. It's you can't. No, and for Alley streams, obviously we have the podcast and you know other projects where you know we talk with our community and obviously these things come up and even just the you know the bullshitting afterwards, just amongst friends. 
Yep. That's more than half of what people talk about is the attitude he's got and you yeah. know all that and you know to capture that like that's half the battle and the, the fact that you guys had that in there and it, as stupid as it may sound that you were aware enough because a lot of people miss but miss some boats when they handle ips and everything but to go that extra mile is it, it's so important and you guys realizing that and capturing it uh, I yeah like i'm not gonna judge how other people's are handling licenses sure, yeah. uh but uh but our universe allows us, I mean, when we choose licenses that fit well, which is usually what we try to do, our universe allows us to treat them in a very specific way that's sort of very serious, but also uh, there's flexibility there for them to be themselves, as opposed to, let's say, uh, Fortnite, for instance, because I just saw a, a, a clip while we were releasing Stranger Things and they had the Demogorgon in Fortnite and I was doing a, a Fortnite dance. I'm like, that's sort of off character for the Demogorgon to do that, obviously, right, that little right. dance. We would never have that in our game. And, and I'm not dissing on Fortnite. They clearly know a thing or two about making video games. Of course. But, but the way they represent licenses in their game is is the way they do things, right? And and all of these things become Fortnite in a very, very serious way, which is absolutely fine. If you're a fan of Fortnite, you're happy that the Demogorgon acts Fortnite-y in there. But in our world, it there I think that we we maintain quite a lot of the original personality of the characters that we bring in in a way that is not possible in other games. Yeah. And and there's room for both. You know, like Absolutely. I love, I so love that's seeing... why I'm certainly not dissing. I'm not saying we're doing it better right, or, right. Or, or less. I think maybe though that our integration of licenses are maybe more significant uh in that sense. Because they, they become part of the world, they enrich our world, and they bring in quite a lot more of what they are, more than just their appearance. Yeah. Yeah, because I love Michael Myers being Michael Myers. That's my favorite Michael Myers. But, you know, sometimes I want to, you know, do the electric slide as Michael Myers, too. There you go. And you can. That's wonderful. Aren't we, aren't we lucky? It's a great time for to be a, a gamer in the for horror sure. realm. Yeah. Allie, your mic is back, right? Yeah, yeah. Great time uh, Matthew, for technical you issues. Yeah, right. Uh, you mentioned some of the challenges of the mechanics of Chucky building off Victor. And were there any like fun concepts uh, that ended up being scrapped for Chucky? <laughs> the thing is, we we try things and stuff that ends up on the cutting room floor has a way of coming back later uh, mm. in a different form. Right. So it's always a little delicate to to talk about these things that didn't make it into the game because they if they're good, there's a very good chance that we'll try to to reuse them in some way or other on upcoming content. Uh, but but I'd say that for Chucky, most of what we decided early on ended up working really, really well. And so there weren't really big changes of direction during the production of Chucky, as as we sometimes have had in the past, right? 
we we've had experiences where we have an idea for a killer we try it when it gets to the prototyping phase we're like ah this is shit we have to rethink everything in this case it wasn't like it was super fun from the get-go and it worked so there's not that much that didn't make it into Chucky. that that's great to hear you guys you've changed so much and my question i guess is what do these changes mean for the future of the game and you know, for example, Chucky's a third-person killer. And, you know, mm-hmm. the community wants everything. They want killers that fly. And, yeah. and I feel like Chucky took a lot of chains off that you guys have had before. You know, what, what are, are these things you're looking to expand on for the future of the game? Are you already looking at stuff like that? You know, what do these changes mean for your future? That's a difficult question to answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're right we took some some liberties with chucky we had to right in the yeah. same way that we took some liberties also with uh the xenomorph just before uh, and even i'd say uh probably the biggest one in that chapter was the addition of the turrets for the survivors yeah. right uh which which was a big departure uh now does that mean that the next chapters that we're going to do the next killers the next survivor powers are going to be even more uh meta shaking right kind of i mean that's kind of what we need to do every single time right we need to shake things up we need to keep things fresh we need to surprise people keep people on their tippy toes uh so yes that's a trend that is probably not going away uh now as far as the big 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 stretches and big big changes in the game uh i mean we do some fun things in our limited time events uh the halloween event for instance or or the the whole uh, snowman thing if you've played during that period like we, we've, we've done some some things like that for limited time those are super fun and people enjoy them so we'll continue to do these kind of things and 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 sort of allow ourselves to to see what else dead by daylight could be but i think uh the the for me at least what i find the most interesting to look forward to is is what we're doing with our other projects that are currently in the work right uh we've we've acquired a studio in seattle a couple of years ago uh, called midwinter they're currently working uh, on a not totally announced but uh, i think we've said three things about that project which is a game in the Dead by Daylight universe, and it is a co-op game that you'll be able to play with friends. There's no PvP mm-hmm. in it. And so, without going in details, because obviously I can't talk about anything here, but right. th- we have other places where we're able to to experiment a little more. I mean, the, the whole uh, project also with Supermassive, which mm. is coming fast, uh, by the way, which is a completely narrative single player experience in the world of dead by daylight, which allows us to really delve into some of the fun narrative stuff and really go deep in the, the deep lore of DVD. Uh, so th- there are ways for us now that were not available to us years ago where we, we can test more mechanics of what the, the entity can create as far as, as universe mechanics and then the story, how we tell stories also. So, yeah, there's more. Awesome to hear. I would be 
uh, probably burned at the stake if I didn't ask you this. The Dead by Daylight movie. Last time we yeah. spoke, the writer's strike was, you know, tying you yep. guys down a little bit. We had Ryan Turk from Blumhouse on recently. He was super oh, excited cool. to talk about. Yeah. I love yeah. Ryan. He is amazing. Been, uh, we've been talking for years with Ryan, actually. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is not a new conversation for us. Uh, it's just been revealed recently, but we had been in the talks uh, with Blumhouse for a long, long time. The, the biggest hurdle for us was to find someone that had a good track record, but really someone who was familiar enough with Dead by Daylight and was inspired by Dead by Daylight to write Very something important. that would that would make sense in our world, right? Mm -hmm. uh, we've created a universe that is malleable and flexible enough that it mm -hmm. could be many, many things, but there are also many things it couldn't be. Yes. And, and we've had conversations with ridiculously talented, known people from Hollywood who said, hey, I could do this and pitch us something. And we're like, oh my God, I want to see this, but it's not a DVD thing. And, right. and that's kind of heartbreaking, but we want to make sure that the day I go to the movie theater to see the Dead by Daylight movie, what I see on the screen is Dead by Daylight through and through, right? Yeah. So Ryan, Ryan knows this. Ryan plays the game as much as, I mean, he plays the game quite a lot. Like he's, he knows the game inside and out. So he's a great help for us in, in sort of vetting people and figuring out who's, who's the real deal. People will say, yeah, no, I know, I know the game. And then they, they'll start yeah. talking about it and you go, mm, bullshit. <laughs> uh, so uh, as you mentioned, of course, the writer's strike was uh, put a bit of a, a dampener on that. And then mm -hmm. the actor's strike also made things difficult. But it seems to all have been resolved uh, yeah. in, a, in a very uh, positive way for, for most people involved, I Absolutely. guess, except for the big studio execs. But yeah. they'll be all right. Yeah, they'll be fine. They'll be <laughs> crying on their billion-dollar yacht. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, uh, but so, yeah, those conversations now can start again in a in a in a much more active way, which is very exciting. Uh, I don't know if you'll be able to answer this question or how much depth even, but do you think you might have found the person to create, or is there a light, a bright light at the end of that search tunnel? Yeah, I can't answer that. Okay, that's fair. I, I, I cannot wait to be able to answer that, though. Yeah, yeah. And, and then and, I'm... Uh, and tell you, look who signed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was just... um Since you can't talk about whether or not some genius has been signed behind the scenes yet, mm -hmm. um, are you feeling really good? Are, are you excited <laughs> about the Blumhouse partnership generally? Because, you know, we just had FNAF come out. They're doing video game titles. They're doing other, you yep. know, adaptations and stuff. It's a, it's a good time to be partnered with Blumhouse, right? <laughs> like, yes, it is. And it's, it's Blumhouse and it's also Atomic Monster, right? Which is yes, James yeah. Wan's company. And if you yes. know anything about James Wan, you know that obviously this is a great great company to be associated with. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that in the world of horror movies, Blumhouse has managed to create, like it's it's a, re, a, a relatively recent company. If you look at all the video, uh, uh, the movie companies, right? It's, it's sort of a, a young buck in the race, but they really managed to make a name for themselves for amazing quality horror, 
Uh, a lot of it was shot really cheaply in a sense, but but it never looks or feels cheap. Like there's a lot of movies that happen in a like in just one house, and and they were very smart in the way that they've allowed people to create movies, uh, and they've been able to sign some really interesting people. I mean, the whole uh, uh, Jordan Peele has done some really great stuff with them. Uh, the, they they've done the the Halloween uh, the the revival like they've done some really really interesting stuff. Uh, so yeah, I I think that we could it would have been really hard to find a better partner for this. And that's what horror is all about, always, right? You know, it's yep. always been the genre that doesn't get much money, and you got to make you know gold that's out of it. shit sometimes, and and that's the genre to do it in. Absolutely. Um, yep. we we do have a couple of uh of kind of i guess community questions i guess we could call them just a lot of stuff that our community and i'm sure you guys have never heard the end of the question uh ali you try try uh, me yeah so um cross progression has always been something that has really been sought after by the community um on your website it does say um it remains on your radar but is limited to steam and epic at the moment is that something you're still actively working on yeah, but I can't give more details than that. And and it's and that's one of the subjects that I really don't want to get into because it's a lot of it has to do with technical limitations and hurdles and and hurdles between the way things happen with different uh, first party. So yeah, I don't want to get into that. Paul, uh, I'll pass on this. That's one. fine. Okay. <laughs> uh, disenchanting items is another thing that we've seen coming up <laughs> over and over. Uh, yes. You know, and, and I mean, myself included, I can't tell you how many uh, brown add-ons I'm never going to use and have hundreds of them. And you know, know. How many broken keys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is that something you guys have ever looked at? Uh, uh, finding yes. Uh, actually, on uh, in the first month of Dead by Daylight, I remember we talked about that. So it is a subject that keeps popping up. Uh, I mean... It's not, it's a small annoyance or it's an opportunity, uh, I think, more to the point. It's something that we could build over there and do something cool. But if we don't, nobody's in pain because of it right now, right? You might be annoyed that you've got another bullshit item you're never going to use. Fair enough. But it's not a pain point right now. It's a great opportunity. And we might do something really cool with that. Uh, but yeah, it, it's, it's important and an opportunity, but it's not a pain point, which usually gets a lot more priority. Right. Right. Another thing that a lot of people talk about is PTB. You mentioned it earlier, only available to yep. Steam. There were talks recently, I think this last PTB, maybe Alien, I don't remember, but, uh, about that coming to console. There any progress on that or. I, I mean, uh, don't get me wrong, some technical people might be able to figure something out. It's just that on Steam, it is such a simple matter. It's right. such a simple thing to do, and it works well, and it's supported natively by the platform. Uh, and it fills its purpose. I guess that right. for people, it's really exciting to be able to see and get the content beforehand and get a little taste so that they can buy it later. But the, like I was saying earlier, the purpose of the PTB 
is for us to be able to test stuff before it goes out so that we can make sure it's really, really shiny and polished. And that purpose is currently filled with the people that we have on Steam. Yeah, I think people forget that. Like, it's not, yeah. you know, the, the goal isn't for everybody to play as Chucky. It's the goal is to fix the bugs for you guys. Because if that was the goal, we could say, oh, the first week, everybody gets everything for free. And right. then after that, we put a paywall. That's mm -hmm. not what we do, right? The PTB is there for us to test. And that's why also sometimes people will play the PTB and then they'll they'll buy the thing and go, hey, it's different. And we go, yeah, we think it's better, but it's different <laughs> because the PTB's goal is to test things. Um, uh, the last time that we uh, spoke to you, we mentioned um, the possibility of different game modes. If yeah. there was a possibility or if there was any update on yeah, that? I, I sort of hinted at that a little bit earlier, saying that uh, we, we've done that in some of our limited time events, whether it's uh, the, the Halloween event or the, the, the snowman or, or things like that. And we've done that a few times and we will certainly continue to do that. Uh, game modes are something that is that we talked a bit about it during the anniversary, I believe. Mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, there, there's some really cool stuff that I don't know what shape it's going to take to get mm -hmm. to you, but but you're going to see some really cool stuff with that. Okay, that is, look forward to it. Was that too much? No, that's just enough. Is <laughs> that another bleep? <laughs> nope, no, that's good. <laughs> that bleeps. Matthew, thank you so much for your time today, sir. We appreciate you uh, immensely. It's always nice absolutely uh odd as well thank you so much for your help with everything you, i mean and not you know just to wrap it up really quick you guys with the addition of chucky and you know even alien the world you you behavior in general has created is absolutely incredible and you know just thank you for everything you guys do for the genre honestly thank you for the kind words it's really nice to hear i mean yeah we 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 do this because we're we're passionate and we we're most of us have a good time most of the time. So <laughs> we'll definitely keep at it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's great to talk to you because of your knowledge of your product, obviously. But your your passion is, you know, what makes it fun to talk to you. And we just thank you again for your time today, Matthew. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you. That's, <laughs> thank uh, you. that's very nice to hear. Um, thank it, you, guys. I'm always going uh, to pick up the phone for you guys, for sure. Absolutely. Thank you so much. We That means the world to us. You guys and uh, are... please, please, Mike, don't ever hesitate to circle back to me. Huh? I told you this. Is, uh, please circle back whenever I don't. I'm not quick enough to answer because uh, <laughs> it's, it's it's very important to us that we uh, continue to talk to you guys, and we love doing podcasts. So uh, continue, uh, keep the horror genre on top. <laughs> really, oh, you are thank you. you are the absolute. I wish there were a million odds <laughs> that worked for every PR no. company in the world. We need to clone one. <laughs> it's enough. We can't clone her. <laughs> it's ours. We can't have it. Thank, Thank you, guys. You. I really appreciate it. Thank you. We love you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a great day. day. There you have it, Matthew Cote. We appreciate him and, and everybody over at Behavior for hopping on with us. Make sure to check him out on Twitter at mcote underscore bhvr. Uh, Google Dead by Daylight. <laughs> They're at Dead by Daylight. You know, all the they're not hard to find chucky out november 28th i can't fucking wait to scamper around with that little bastard check out the game if you haven't already we have a discord too so that's another thing for existing players you want to hop in there 
more than welcome. You can check all our socials at Slasher Radio on Twitter, uh, patreon.com forward slash Slasher Radio. Tears starting as low as $3 a month. Please support the show, support indie horror, all that good stuff. The next show every week, get the behind the scenes before and after bull and during bullshit that doesn't make the show. Uh, ooh, can, can I start cutting the gobbledy Mr. Coroner and putting it on Patreon? No. No? Rob? No. You know, are you not going to vote me on this one? No, it has to stay on the, new, uh, on the main show. Fuck. It's, we have people who consider that we, their favorite segment. We can't just cut it. We also have people that send in that are just uh, listeners and not patrons. Well, fuck them. They should they should at least <laughs> fucking pay. I'll be damned. Do we really? Are you kidding me? Those are the worst ones. Mikey, I'll tell you something else. We have people that don't listen to the show that send in comically mystery <laughs> corners. And I don't know how the fuck that happened. I'm trying to figure out that out myself to be honest with you. How the fuck does that happen? Yeah, patreon.com forward slash slasher radio at slasher radio on Twitter. And I think that's it. We're going to be starting the slashies up sooner than I can believe. So starting mm-hmm. in January, first week of January, we will be starting the slashy awards. Make sure you follow us on Twitter so you'll be able to vote for your favorite horror topics of the year. This is the third year we're doing it. Third annual slashy award, Rob. Yes, it is. Do you need me to set up the spreadsheet for that? Nope, not you. <laughs> no? <laughs> Goddamn. Yeah, no, don't touch any goddamn spreadsheets, all right? Keep your fingers off it, all of them. I did a good job with the spreadsheets. No, you didn't. What else, what else, what else? That's it. Uh, You can check me out at Mikey's Dead on Twitter. You can check out the other show. It doesn't matter that you're here, Allie. I'm still going to do it the same way I always do. The other show that I do with Little Miss Huge Clown Penis. Huge Clown Penis. Allie Surreal. It's called Cult FM. Check that out wherever you're listening to Slasher Radio. And that's it for me. Rob, what about you? I am on social media at Radio Rob 123 you can listen to the other show that Kat and I do together, the Nick F and Woo Cage cast, where we will be talking about uh, 1994s, I believe. It I could believe happen so. to you on the uh, on the new episode. And um, also, I guess, uh, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Right? Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine the mashed potato spread at Tasha's place today. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, wow. All Delicious. the mashed potatoes. All stolen. Yeah, all free. <laughs> <laughs> You can find me on Twitter at cat underscore velour or check out my website, catvelour.com, V-O-L-E-U-R. I have a bunch of amazing books, and by that I mean Puppet Shark, the novelization. So (laughs) (laughs) look for that. (laughs) Allie, where where can everybody find you? Uh, You can find me at Allie Surreal on Twitter and Twitch. Yes, you streamed up by daylight. That's correct. Yeah. When do you stream again? Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday, right? Yes, Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday. And movie night in her Discord that Rob has been annoying me in frequently every Friday. Yeah, you try to keep it a secret from me now. I pinged at everyone. It, I didn't get anything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, Caddy came in there and yelled at me because I didn't tell him. <laughs> it's the same time every week, and you've been there for like three weeks in a row. <laughs> God damn. Uh, also, I wanted to give a quick shout out to a couple of people who helped us throughout the process. Stuff like this, when you get to talk to people like Matthew Cote, who's in a position that he's in the game and so knowledgeable of every aspect of it, you don't, you have a million questions you can ask him. 
you know, then you get into stuff that you're personally invested in in the game and you want to know. But, you you know, you got to we got to ask questions that everyone wants to know. And that's not always the easiest thing to do. So getting people that are involved in the community and part like invested in it is um, pretty important to us. I Just to shout out these people that helped us out. Uh, Twitch streamers, Huff and Puff, Strang Bat, Crescent Dude uh, 85, uh, Will, Will the Thrill. Oh, shit, I don't have my button ready. Will the Thrill. Thrill me. He's Darth Duke Rye on YouTube. Don't call him uh, names. <laughs> that's his name <laughs> on there. Dr. Dookie or whatever you call him. Be nice to Will. Uh, shout out to them for helping us throughout this process, just being involved. Uh, Ali has a really dope community. We have a really dope community. And the fact that they can come together in the way that they have and overlapped and, you know, just it's a very harmonious thing. And, you know, the fact that gaming can help with that as well as movies. There's a lot of discussion about movies as well as, you know, stuff like Dead by Daylight and gaming in general. So it's really dope. I agree with all that, except I don't like that Huff guy. <laughs> yeah, you know, you don't, you don't like Huff. Huh. Allie, too, not for nothing, though. A lot of this is not possible without Allie. So as much shit as I give you, Allie, thank you as well for helping throughout all this. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, Allie once again saved our podcast. Why you got it? Like, I was just seeing, like, when I'm nice, this is what happens. What well, the I'm fuck? being nice. What? Everyone's being nice. What's wrong? Yeah, but you know, you guys know I get uncomfortable when people are nice to Allie, especially in front of me, and you can go ahead and do it. You started it. You were just nice. Right. And, and so you end it there. Leave it. Come on. You know, like, that hurt me enough. I'm agreeing with you. It has been said before that Allie is the lifeblood of Slasher Radio. Oh, has it, oh. Rob? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's crazy. You know what else has also been said? Rude and lazy, Allie. She's no longer the lifeblood of Slasher Radio at this point. Just saying. I think I just made a comeback, though. That's what so. I'm hearing. Oh, Rob, you son of a bitch. That was a Let's dirty go. fucking thing to do just right there that you did. That was mean. <laughs> you can get a title, and you can lose a title, but then it can be rebestowed, and I think maybe Allie's earned it back. Yeah. Look at that. Happy ending. This motherfucker just said rebestowed. Are you kidding me? <laughs> God damn it. Good night from Slasher Radio. There you have it, Matthew Cote. We appreciate him and, and everybody over at Behavior for hopping on with us. Make sure to check him out on Twitter at mcote underscore bhvr. Uh, Google Dead by Daylight. <laughs> they're at Dead by Daylight. You know, all the, uh, they're not hard to find. Chucky out November 28th. I can't fucking wait to scamper around with that little bastard. Check out the game if you haven't already. We have a Discord too, so that's another thing. For existing players, you want to hop in there, more than welcome. You can check all our socials. At Slasher Radio on Twitter, uh, patreon.com forward slash Slasher Radio. Tears starting as low as $3 a month. Please support the show, Ford Indie Horror, all that good stuff. The next show every week, get the behind the scenes before and after bull- and during bullshit that doesn't make the show. Uh, ooh, can, can I start cutting the gobbledy Mr. Coroner and putting it on Patreon? No. No? Rob? No. <laughs> you know, are you not going to vote me on this one? No, it has to stay on the, new, uh, on the main show. It's, we have people who consider that we, their favorite segment. We can't just cut it. We also have people that send in that are just uh, listeners and not patrons. So. Well, fuck them. They should They should at least <laughs> fucking pay. I'll be damned. Do we really? Are you kidding me? Those are the worst ones.
Mikey, I'll tell you something else. We have people that don't listen to the show that send in complicated mystery <laughs> corners, and I don't know how the fuck that happened. I'm trying to figure out that out myself, to be honest with you. How the fuck does that happen? We've had a, so I make a very I, I make a strong case about how I keep this anonymous. I don't even remember who sends me what because that's not information I keep, and I get too many of these to keep track of. Um, oh, that's a good some problem of, to have. But genuinely, some of them are wild cards. <laughs> like some of them, <laughs> I'll just like look at the submissions, and it's like I I don't know how this happened. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. And I can never share that information because it's all anonymous, as you know, but <laughs> oh, you know what we should make. I, I don't know, man. I feel like there should be some type of like there should be like a star you put on someone who's a patron and they do it something like they should get privileged, not for nothing, even though their asshole sent it in the first <laughs> place. They should at least get something where I know a, a filthy normie sent this in. <laughs> right. I could be a little more mean to it and not feel bad. Maybe. I don't know. Have you been feeling bad? <laughs> Yeah, patreon.com forward slash slash your radio. Uh, uh, I'll get less mad at you for sending Gobble Mystery Corner memes, I guess. At slash your radio on Twitter. And I think that's it. We're going to be starting the slashies up sooner than I can believe. So starting mm-hmm. in January, first week of January, we will be starting the slashy awards. Make sure you follow us on Twitter so you'll be able to vote for your favorite horror topics of the year. This is the third year we're doing it. Third annual slashy award, Rob. Yes, it is. Do you need me to set up the spreadsheet for that? Nope, not you. No? <laughs> God damn. Yeah, no, don't touch any goddamn spreadsheets, all right? Keep your fingers off at all of them. I did a good oh. job with the spreadsheets. No, you didn't. Cat, remember that time me and you were arguing in the morning on the spreadsheet? <laughs> yes. Or was that me and Rob? I think I might did it with both of you, yeah. I remember how mad cat got the first time she shared a spreadsheet with us <laughs> she was not happy like, i woke up to our group chat and cat just cussing everybody out <laughs> so like, what the fuck went on here that's because i was like i'm gonna be really nice i'm gonna hop in and i'm gonna help with the spreadsheet organization and you fucks had written <laughs> You had not only were you like taking comments in the different cells of the spreadsheet that bled over into other cells. You had so many comments that I couldn't open the spreadsheet at first. It had to load in because there was so much extra shit on there. And you had written your comments over top of one another's comments. So I couldn't even (laughs) highlight to move them to read what the fuck was going on. I think that is one of the days we argued on there and just left it too, Rob, <laughs> yeah, I believe. That sounds right. <laughs> what else? What else? What else? That's it. Uh, you can check me out at Mikey's Dead on Twitter. You can check out the other show. It doesn't matter that you're here, Ali. I'm still going to do it the same way I always do. The other show that I do with Little Miss Huge Clown Penis. Huge Clown Penis. Ali Surreal. It's called Cult FM. Check that out wherever you're listening to Slasher Radio. And that's it for me. Rob, what about you? Uh, I am on social media at Radio Rob one two three. You can listen to the other show that Cat and I do together, the Nick F and Woo Cage Cast, where we will be talking about uh, 1994s. I believe it I could believe happen so. to you uh, on the uh, on the new episode. And um, also, I guess uh, Happy Thanksgiving, everybody! Right? Happy Thanksgiving! Yeah, Happy Thanksgiving! Yeah. Yeah. Imagine the mashed potato spread at Tasha's place today. Holy shit! <laughs> oh wow! All Delicious. the mashed potatoes. All stolen. Yeah, all free. <laughs> <laughs> this 
pretty fucking funny. <laughs> she could start a hustle, man, getting some some mashed potatoes around on Thanksgiving, just selling them black market style. Yeah, she could. She could. But uh, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy th- Happy Turkey Day. Happy Gobble Ghoul Day to everyone. <laughs> God damn it, cat. That's not nice. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at cat underscore velour or check out my website, catvelour.com, uh, V-O-L-E-U-R. Uh, I have a bunch of amazing books, and by that I mean Puppet Shark, the novelization. So <laughs> <laughs> look for that. Allie, where, where can everybody find you? Uh, you can find me at Allie Surreal on Twitter and Twitch. Yes, you streamed up by daylight. That's correct. Yeah. When do you stream again? Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday, right? Yes, Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday. And movie night in her Discord that Rob has been annoying me infrequently every Friday. Yeah, you try to keep it a secret from me now. I pinged at everyone. It, I didn't get anything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, Caddy came in there and yelled at me because I didn't tell him. <laughs> It's the same time every week, and you've been there for like three weeks in a row. <laughs> God damn. Uh, also, I wanted to give a quick shout out to a couple of people who helped us throughout the process. Stuff like this, when you get to talk to people like Matthew Cote, who's in a position that he's in uh, with the game and so knowledgeable of every aspect of it, you don't, you have a million questions you can ask them. You know, then you get into stuff that you're personally invested in in the game and you want to know. But, you you know, you got to we got to ask questions that, you know, everyone wants to know. And that's not always the easiest thing to do. So getting people that are involved in the community and part like, you know, invested in it is um, pretty important to us. And uh, uh, I just to shout out these people that helped us out, uh, Twitch streamers, Huff and Puff, Strang Bat, Crescent Dude uh, 85. Uh, Will, Will the Thrill. Oh shit, I don't have my button ready. Will the Thrill. Thrill me. He's Darth Duke Rye on YouTube. Don't call him uh, names. <laughs> that's his name <laughs> on there. Dr. Dookie or whatever you call him. Be nice to Will. Uh, shout out to them for helping us throughout this process, just being involved. Uh, Allie has a really dope community. We have a really dope community. And the fact that they can come together in the way that they have and overlapped and, you know, just, it's a very harmonious thing. and. You know, the fact that gaming can help with that as well as movies. There's a lot of discussion about movies as well as, you know, stuff like Dead by Daylight and gaming in general. So it's really dope. I agree with all that, except I don't like that Huff guy. <laughs> yeah, you know, you don't, you don't like Huff. But the nibs. Alley 2, not for nothing, though. Uh, a lot of this is not possible without Alley. So as much shit as I give you, Alley, thank you as well for helping throughout all of it. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, Alley once again saved our podcast. Why you got it? Like I was just seeing like when I'm nice, this is what happens. What well, the fuck? I'm being nice. What? Everyone's being nice. What's wrong? Yeah, but you know, you guys know I get uncomfortable when people are nice to Allie, especially in front of me, and you can go ahead and do it. You started it. You were just nice. Right. And and so end it there. Leave it. Come on, you know, like that hurt me enough. I'm agreeing with you. It has been said before that Allie is the lifeblood of Slasher Radio. Oh, has it? Oh. Yeah, that's crazy. You know what else has also been said? Rude and lazy, Allie. She's no longer the lifeblood of Slasher Radio at this point. Just saying. I think I just made a comeback, though. That's what so. I'm hearing. Oh, Rob, you son of a bitch. That was a Let's dirty go. fucking thing to do just right there that you did. That was mean. <laughs> you can get a title and you can lose a title, but then it can be rebestowed. And I think maybe Allie's earned it back. Yeah. Look at that. 
Happy ending. This motherfucker just said rebestowed. Are you kidding me? <laughs> God damn it. Uh, next week, Patreon pick. So patreon.com forward slash slash radio. If you want to get in and have a say on our movie topic next week. Oh, actually, we know what that is, don't we? Because we had a lot of backed yeah, up stuff. Yeah, we have stuff. a schedule. <laughs> what? I don't know what it is. Don't pay attention either. Isn't it Attack of the Killer Tomatoes? Is it Attack of the Tomatoes? I'm checking right now. I completely forgot. It is Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Oh, God. What? <laughs> oh. What? All right. We just did a watch, our last watch along, which, uh, uh, our last watch party, we, we did that and you liked it. What was the problem? Everyone had no, fun. No, that was Attack of the Killer Donuts. Oh, yeah. it sure fucking was. Attack of the oh, Killer Donuts shit. is awesome. Attack of the Killer Tomatoes is awesome. Rob? We'll see. I haven't seen it in a long time. Me either. I thought it was really bad. Does it have George Clooney in it? It does. That's Return of the Killer movie. Tomatoes. Oh, it's Return? Yeah. Oh. Shit, I even got that to look forward to then. Yeah, I thought I was going to get to watch Attack of the Killer Tomatoes again all this time. And now, ah, fuck. All right. We'll see how next week well, it's goes. It's a good thing I said something or you'd have watched the wrong fucking movie. <laughs> no, I would have checked well. I don't know, maybe. <laughs> I might have not gone. When did this vote happen? I didn't even know this happened. Me neither. <laughs> Did I not send it in the cat new? So you had to know. Oh, I've been campaigning for this all year. I, you might not have announced it. I didn't announce it, but I think I sent it to you guys in the group. No, I thought so. But yeah, I had to have. I there's no way I missed a message in the group. <laughs> You're a lying motherfucker, is what you are, Mister Humphrey. All right, all right, that's it, guys. Uh, thank you again to the behavior. Go check out Dead by Daylight. Chucky coming out. I can't fucking wait. Chucky, I love you. Heidi ho. <laughs> Good night from Slasher Radio. All the best with Slasher Radio Podcast. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.